Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I am your host today, Dr. Derek Williams. Excited to be with you. I appreciate you uh, tuning in and uh, seeing what you can get out of things every time you come and and spend time with us. Today's episode is going to be, again, like I've shared in the past, a very off-script podcast where I am just sharing some of the personal experiences and growth that I have gone through in the last three to four months. So if you've been following my story, just a quick summary and recap, I have tried as much as possible to live the lifestyle practice philosophy. For seven years, I had a practice working six out of those seven years. I worked three days a week. Every year I took more vacation and was able to do more things with my children and had a lot more flexibility. My income continued to increase over the years. I continued to coach and invest in real estate. And in 2023, I made the decision to sell my practice after having hit our financial independence goals. We decided to hit the road and travel the United States in an RV that we had had for, we bought it in in 2020. So if you're listening to this, you've likely already listened to all of that and are kind of familiar. If not, go back and you can listen to those episodes. I shared an episode the day that I sold my practice and that I closed. I shared my feelings and experiences, what that was like talking to my staff. And then I did a few more episodes talking about kind of my journey during dentistry after dental school that led me to kind of where I was at that point in time. Today, I'm going to do kind of like a follow-up that basically is going to kind of catch you up to right now, not necessarily physically where I've been, but mentally where I have been. Let me start here. I have always been very motivated and interested in money. Really, it was in high school That's where, I mean, I should say it started before high school. My whole life, I've been relatively motivated to earn money and uh, to save. And in high school, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it made me realize that, oh my gosh, everybody, almost every day of their life, thinks about and talks about money in some sort of way or aspect. But very few people take the time to educate themselves on what the smartest way to approach things in life financially is. And so from that point on, I became pretty dedicated to figuring out how I could play this game differently, how I could be smart in that way. So for years, I've been reading books. I've been kind of like training my mind to perform in a certain way, to analyze things in a certain way. And it's paid off. I've figured out how to play this financial game and I've become pretty good at it to the point where I could basically live the way that I wanted to for the rest of my life, not having to worry about money at age 35. That's incredible. And it was really probably the biggest accomplishment of my life as far as like really having a goal and working towards it. So we get a few months into our trip. I still remember we were at Niagara Falls. We stayed at a place, I don't know, maybe like 20 minutes away. We were there for a week and Niagara Falls was really fun. It was beautiful. It was fun going there every day. And it was a great experience. But at the same time, I was kind of grappling with some kind of discouraging thoughts. And this may sound totally crazy to some people. Some of you may relate in some way, but 
I'm going to tell the story and tell my thoughts just as they occurred in my head. So as you listen, try not to think of what you agree with or what you don't agree with. Just allow yourself to experience this. Just allow yourself to kind of enter into the thoughts of my head and to try and see it from my perspective. What would these questions, what would it be like to ask yourself these kinds of questions and to be in this kind of mindset in life? And if you do that, you'll get a lot more out of the experience of listening rather than trying to figure out what you agree with or believe or don't believe. And you don't have to believe any of it. You don't have to agree with any of it. Just be open to the thoughts that I share. So... I'm here in Niagara Falls, and one of the things that I really like to do when I'm trying to process thoughts is to walk. And so there was a trail that I could walk on, and I would walk for quite a while while I'm kind of processing thoughts and thinking about things. And believe it or not, one of the thoughts, one of the big thoughts that I had was basically, okay, Derek, you figured out this money game in life and you got yourself to this situation. Now what? And I found that I had spent all these years trying to get out of the rat race, but have also found that as I've been developing these skills of leadership, communication, coaching, positivity, abundance mindset, all of these different things that I have realized that I really enjoy this financial game. I really enjoy the growth. I really enjoy the success. I really enjoy seeing other clients succeeding and and growing and doing things. And in a way, I kind of felt like, wait a second. If I'm out of the rat race, if I don't need more money at this point, shouldn't there be something better? Shouldn't there be another better motivator, another better purpose that I should be reaching for and growing in that way? So in a way, I felt a little bit like a sucker. Like I just felt like, oh man, I've spent a lot of my life figuring this out, figuring out how to play the game so that I can stop playing the game. And now when I get to the point where I can stop playing the game, I realize that I really like playing the game. And I felt a little bit guilty about it, a little bit stupid. Like, man, have I spent so much of my life figuring out how to play this game where it's not really that important? So again, don't think about what you agree with or what you don't agree with. Just put yourself in my situation and think through those questions. If you're in the position where financial gains are not really going to make a difference in your life and you realize that you're pretty good at it, what's the point? And so that's how I was feeling. I was thinking, what do I do? Really is the best thing that I can do in life, continue to make money? So those were the thoughts that I was having. Over time, I read different things. I kind of pondered and asked myself questions, talked to my wife, talked to others that I trust and and value their thoughts. And I came to the conclusion that, you know what? If I want to play the game and I enjoy playing the game, I'm going to play the game (laughs) and it's okay. And that was a cool realization for me, but was to realize that the financial gain is just a byproduct. I just enjoy, enjoy what I'm doing, enjoy where I'm going in life. I enjoy these podcasts. I enjoy working with Steve and, and Matt 
And, and Justin, I enjoy working with clients and seeing others grow. I enjoy meeting other people in different places where I'm at. I enjoy seeing museums and, and learning about different things. And you know what? I'm just going to let myself enjoy those things without being so analytical and deciding what I should or, or shouldn't do. When I made that shift in mindset, it allowed me to then see how much I love coaching. And it made me want to continue to push myself and really grow. So I started looking at different coaching courses for myself, different books, different ways that I could continue to grow myself. For those of you that continue to grow in life, you will recognize and kind of go through the experience where the more that you continue to push yourself in different ways, whether that's mental or physical or whatever, whatever you grow and improve in, if you continue to grow and improve, eventually you start to get closer to the top where it's harder to find others similar to you that are really pushing and trying and getting the results and finding more mentors that are above them and, and trying to push and continue to grow. And that is a little bit how I have felt in the last few years. And probably a lot of it is, it's my responsibility. That's on me to go and find someone to seek others out. But it used to be a lot easier. I used to have kind of a lot of options that I could look at a lot of people and kind of latch onto them or want to have them work with them and, and be able to grow. But uh, the last few years, it's kind of been the process of feeling like, you know, there's not really anyone that is completely where I want to be and so I've got to pave my own path and I've got to be, I've got to learn to be comfortable doing that on my own. And I kind of have done that. So in the, in this process of learning and pushing as far as coaching, I read a few different books on coaching. I took a, an online course that is a coaching course for coaches. And when I took that course, the guy's name is Steve Chandler. It's a course where he has a bunch of other coaches that teach some principles and concepts and uh, Steve Chandler, and there's an, uh, another guy in there, Rich Litvin, they actually wrote a book together called The Prosperous Coach. But uh, anyway, both of them and then a few other people, I started to hear this name that continued to kind of pop up in these circles. And that name was Steve Hardison. There was a book that was written about him called The Ultimate Coach. So I started to continue to kind of go down this road and kind of think, okay, yeah, I'd like to get a coach for myself. I'd like to continue to grow in some way. I want to find someone that can call me out on my bullshit. I want to find someone that can look through me and see the errors that I can't see in myself, the things that are holding me back that I don't completely recognize. I want someone else that can help me to kind of work through that. And so, I learned about Steve Hardison. It's a pretty big financial commitment. I mean, you can go to his site and see, see the cost and the breakdown, but typically the way that I am is I'm all in. It's all or nothing if I'm going to jump on board something. And so he's got different ways that you can work with him as far as, you know, just a one-time session, five session, or there's a year-long commitment of working together. And it's a significant cost. The total cost for me to do that, to work with him, it was $200,000. And on top of that, he only does the coaching sessions at his office in his home in Phoenix, Arizona. So 
I would have to fly out for every session, every coaching session that we have. The other thing is that this would be about every two weeks. And, you know, where we're at in life, I was thinking, man, I don't know if this is the best time where, you know, we're moving every week, we're, we're somewhere different. But I talked this over with my wife and she was like, man, I think you should do it. I think it'd be great. It would help push you. You need that. You need it. And she really, she pushed me. So I emailed Steve. I said, all right, Steve, I don't know if you have a wait list or what this looks like, but I'm ready to uh, commit to a year in working together. Steve responded and said, okay, let's connect on the phone. So he calls me. I think we set up a, a time for the next day and we talked. He told me later that most of his consult calls are about 15 minutes. We ended up talking for about an hour and a half and we did FaceTime with each other. And he said, hey, what are your what are your concerns? What are your goals? What are you wanting to do? And I said, honestly, I don't know. I'm just looking for someone that can help me push myself, my business, my life, my family relationships, whatever that is. I'm looking for someone that can help me see what's holding me back and help me to reach a higher potential. So that led to a lot of different things. It led to him sharing different things with me. A lot of the concepts and principles that he shared with me, he would share them and I'd think, oh yeah, uh I understand that. I don't have an issue with that. And at one point, he started talking about miracles. And even now, as I'm talking about this right now, I know I'm thinking of people that are listening and I'm thinking of myself, who I've been for the last five years and knowing that if I were to listen to this, it would strike, maybe strike me the wrong way a little bit. And it did when I was talking to him on the phone. He's talking about miracles. He's talking about these things. And I told him, I said, Steve, I have a, a little bit of a hard time with believing in things that are supernatural and things that, you know, even when you say miracle, it just starts to create some debates and questions in my head. How do you know that this is an actual miracle? How do you define miracle? Where does that come from? How do you know and how do you know that it wasn't just happenstance? So those are the thoughts going through my head. And so I asked Steve, I said, Steve, do you think that my lack of ability to believe in some of those things is going to hold me back. He didn't answer my question. He just continued to talk about miracles and how prevalent they are. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll listen. I'll think. We finished the call. And overall, it was very interesting. It was engaging, but I wasn't sold. It's really kind of funny because before the call, I'd emailed him and I was like, hey, I'm ready to go. Let's do a year. We have this call and I'm like, oh, huh. Maybe he can't help me as much as I thought. Maybe he can't see my flaws or point out things. And in a way, it was a little bit of an ego boost. It was like, oh, man, I'm, you know, I'm talking to this guy that coaches other coaches and man, maybe I'm on the same tier as him. <laughs> maybe I'm right up there and so he can't help me. And, you know, so I, I talked over these things and these thoughts with my wife, but I also tried to allow myself to be open. I said, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to consider these things as a possibility. And so he sent me some things to read and told me some things to think about. What happened next, I cannot completely describe and account for what happened. 
it was a little bit of a strange experience for me. I experienced basically three days of increased love and no fear, no judgment, no judgment of myself, no judgment of others. It just was, I just felt this lightness. I felt this unconditional love. I've always heard people talk about unconditional love. I've heard this phrase from the Bible, perfect love casts out all fear. And I've thought, you know, in the past I've thought, oh yeah, okay, logically, yeah, maybe that makes sense. I've never experienced it until this period of time. And it was amazing. There were conflicts in my personal life that were not a big deal. They were little things, you know, I'd kind of found a way to maneuver them and to kind of make peace with them in a way. But this experience was different. It wasn't that I was having to logically think my way through it to resolve conflict in a logic way. It was that I experienced perfect love. I experienced love of myself, acceptance of myself, no judgment of myself or others. And it allowed me to experience life in an incredible way. It was fascinating. After I was just riding high, honestly, like I was just loving life. I like, I had zero substances that influenced me in any way, even caffeine. Like I had so much energy and drive and love that I didn't even want to have any caffeine because I was afraid that I wouldn't ever be able to fall asleep because I was already so excited and filled with these feelings that even going to bed at night, I just was like, I don't want to go to sleep because I love being alive. I love this experience that I'm having and I don't even want to go to sleep. That's honestly what it felt like. It was incredible. So I I went through this three-day period. My wife a little bit was like, feeling like, okay, maybe he's going through some kind of like weird mental process. Like anyway, something, there's got to be some kind of like psychiatric diagnosis for what he's experiencing. And we actually talked about it during that time period as well. And I was just telling her, I was like, I don't, I mean, sure, that's possible, but I think this is different. I feel that I can still be completely logical and talk through things while still keeping these incredible feelings that I have inside of me. What happened, what followed next was a fear. The fear started to creep in. The very first fear that I experienced was, what if this doesn't last? What if this is just a short phase? And that's how it started to creep in. And then over the following three days, I started to become extremely fearful and judgmental of myself and of others. It was very strange to experience these polar opposite kind of feelings. Anyway, I reached out back out to Steve and I told him a little bit about my experience. And I said, I don't really know exactly what happened, but I think that a lot of it is to attribute to our conversation that we had and me being open-minded and considering some things that I haven't before I don't know where else this is coming from. Maybe there's a higher power that's giving me this experience to show me how I could live a higher potential. 
but really I just told him, I said, I'm ready to work together. I want to grow. I want to experience this more. So I want to give you a little bit of insight to what has happened just in the last month or so in my time working together with Steve. At this point, I have flown out to Phoenix twice and had coaching sessions with him and have been reading a lot, really trying to develop these aspects of my mind. So the very first time that I go out and I meet with with Steve in Phoenix, it's really interesting. I was fearful. I really was. I was afraid. I was thinking, man, what am I doing? How in the world did I end up here? Am I really spending this amount of money? Am I really spending all this time away from my wife and kids to go and to do this? Is it going to be worth it? Did I get fooled? Did I get duped? Am I stupid? All these thoughts, a lot of negativity, a lot. So I go into this first session and I'm not going to go into a lot of details. I want to mostly talk about uh, some of the things that really highlight that were highlights for me and that have really allowed me to grow. The first session we just kind of have a conversation. At this point, we've had a couple conversations on the phone. The first one was an hour and a half. We talked another time, just like maybe 15 or 20 minutes. So we start off, we're just kind of talking. I tell him a little bit about my experience those three days and how that was followed with a lot of fear, how you know I really would just love to be able to live life in that way. And when I kind of shared all that with him, this was what's really cool. He made a, a point to help me realize, he said, Derek, you experienced that because you were open-minded to the ideas that we talked about, and that allowed you to experience things. That was a cool realization for me because it allowed me to give myself the credit, not in a high on myself or, you know, selfish kind of way, but in an empowering way, in a way that helped me realize that this was not just a fluke. This was something that I experienced because I was open to it. And if that's the case, that means I can replicate it. I can do it again. It's going to be a habit. It's something that I can implement and practice over time to be able to live that way more on a long-term basis. That was very cool. So I continue to share a little bit more and, you know, we kind of talk back and forth and he does several analogies and tells experiences, acts things out. You know, I would say it's unorthodox. I mean, it's not like he's totally crazy, but the way that he communicates is definitely very different. That also allowed me to see things in new perspective. You know, he'll repeat a point five times. 10 times in different ways, or sometimes the exact same way to allow you to continue to hear it. At one point, he starts telling me an analogy. And I told him, I said, Oh, yeah, I heard you say this. You know, I watched a YouTube video where I heard you say this. By the way, there's not a lot of content out there on him on YouTube, which you'll kind of learn a little bit more about, but he really doesn't care about growth and and becoming famous and, and stuff. Like he really is just, he's a pretty down to earth guy and he creates his life. Anyway, so I tell him, I'm like, I interrupt him. I'm like, oh yeah, Steve, I I already heard this. In my head, I was basically trying to say, Steve, I'm already caught up to this. Like, don't waste your breath on this point. Let's move on. Let's do something different. And he was quick to say, what happens do you think in your mind when you say, oh, I've heard this before? 
And I said, well, I stopped listening, really, mostly. And he said, yeah, yeah. So he said, I want you to listen to this as if you've never heard it before. I want you to listen as if you're hearing this for the very first time. He said, can you do that? I said, okay, yeah, I can do that. So I listened to him. I get a little bit that I didn't understand before, but then he told me that thing in different ways, probably five to 10 times during the the rest of our session. And it really started to click to me. But one of the most important principles and lessons that I learned was just that, was to listen as if I've never heard it before. So I have started practicing that. And I have really realized that in a lot of different ways. It is is such a cool thing to experience and live in your life. Listen to your wife as if you've never listened to her before. Listen, when you hear your parents, this happens to me. I've heard several of the same stories from my dad. My parents came and visited us. I would hear something and be like, and I'd have that kind of like initial reaction. Oh yeah, I've heard this before. And then I'd recognize it and I'd say, oh, I'm going to listen to this as if I've never heard it before. I caught things that I hadn't noticed before. And sometimes I didn't catch anything new, but it allowed me to connect with my dad. This is uh, such a powerful realization because the way that our minds work, we typically categorize things. And we very quickly do this without much effort. We quickly categorize things in different ways. We categorize life. Oh, I know who this person is. This is this person and this is their history. Oh, I know this place. This is here and this is here and I turn here to get there. If you want to experience life on autopilot, keep doing that. If you want to experience new, refreshed life every single day, start looking at things as if you've never seen them before. Drive your drive as if it's your first time as if you're looking at it through new eyes. This has been very powerful, and so I don't want to continue to go into it, but it was a very cool lesson for me that has already really changed my life in the amount of enjoyment that I get each day. So the focus of this session was to figure out and to determine my limiting beliefs. And I'm going to just kind of share my biggest one, and then I'll share a little bit of the process. My biggest limiting belief was had to do a lot with my critical analysis. For a long time, I have been a critical thinker. It's, it's tough for me to just accept things at face value. I have to try and see the other side of the coin. I have to dig deeper and see errors or flaws in a line of thinking. And in a way, this has served me very, very well. Every decision that I've made uh, that have been pretty significant and impactful decisions, I've spent a long time evaluating. When I decided to buy my practice in Lufkin, that was like option number 132. I went through so many options before that. And every time I would decide on an option that I felt good about, I would stay open-minded and I would continue to critically think and see the flaws in what I had decided and continue to look for something better. 
And finally, I end up with what I'm ready to move forward with number 132. So it has served me very well, but there are a lot of times where it hasn't served me well. You can imagine that living with someone like me could be draining and frustrating. I overall consider myself to be a pretty supportive husband and father and pretty positive and optimistic. But I cannot be totally truthful if I told you that there isn't a good amount of critical analysis that comes across in different conversations or different ways of of thinking. Even if I don't speak it out loud, it still comes across, right? I mean, we can all see the communication works so much with more with how someone is feeling than what they are saying. And that's been true for me as well. And so my limiting belief was basically that I am a person that always finds the issues and the flaws in things. Because that was my limiting belief, it didn't allow me to trust or believe things. So I have been able to kind of rework that and change that in a way where I am still the critical analyst. That's never going to go away. But the difference is that I can choose when I want to use that and I can use it for good. And I can recognize the times that it's not getting me a good result and I can choose to focus on another different belief. So what this has led to is basically me recognizing my limiting beliefs and then creating something that is new. What do I want to replace it with? But my first session was just recognizing the limiting beliefs. And during my session with Steve, we came up with like 10 or 15 beliefs. And going back to what I was talking about with miracles and how I kind of struggled with that, this is also related to the critical analyzing. I had a belief that I couldn't believe. My belief was, I believe that I can't believe. Do you recognize the irony in that? I'm already believing, but I'm creating an identity for myself that I can't believe. But I'm believing in that identity that leads me to then treat people or ideas in a certain way. Instead of being able to be open-minded and to allow them to influence me in some way, I just turn those off. I put up the gates, I put up the barriers, and I don't let those in. I don't let them, I don't allow them to influence my life. So over the next two weeks before my next session with Steve, I basically was recording daily my limiting beliefs. And my process for doing this was basically anytime that I experienced any kind of fear, judgment, anxiety, any kind of negative thought at all, it was my job to then figure out what is the limiting belief that I have here. That's tough to do. You can try that on yourself. In my experience, anytime you experience any kind of a negative emotion, there is 100% of the time a limiting belief behind it. If you can identify that and you can replace it with something better, the fear, the anxiety is going to be gone. Not saying that it's easy. It is far from easy, but it's possible. So during that couple of weeks, I 
recorded my limiting beliefs. I go back to my session with Steve and I have recorded 55 limiting beliefs for myself that I have experienced during those two weeks. And I'm sure there are a lot more or have been or or will be, but those are the ones that I was able to consciously recognize and get to the bottom of it. My second session, we are talking about those limiting beliefs and then we are basically go through this process of forgiving myself for the limiting belief and then deciding what my new truth is, my new statement. This is powerful. This is really cool. I'll probably have to do some follow-up episodes to kind of go more into detail into some of these things because I can't do it in just one episode. I mean, this is hours and hours and hours of development and thought in myself. And so these are big points. If any of you, you know, really enjoy this and want me to go deeper into any of it, feel free to reach out and let me know. Let me give a simple example. After I recognized that my critical analyzing side, that my belief that I can't believe, once I realized that that was there, I realized that I actually was a really good believer, that I believe incredibly strongly. I've been believing for so long that I can't believe. And so I am believing. I'm already doing it. This allowed me to create a new truth for myself. Let me share what that means and what that has led to. So like I said, forgiving myself. The judgment is, or the process is rather, I forgive myself for judging myself that I believe that I can't believe. And just let that sink in. I don't know if any of you have tried to do this. I haven't done it much, maybe just with some meditation, some guided meditations in the past, but try and forgive yourself for something that you have done, or even go a step further, forgive yourself for something that you have believed. Forgive yourself for something that you have thought or worried about. That's really kind of an interesting experience and has been very powerful in changing who I am. So my new statement that replaces that, I believe that I can't believe, is I am a fierce believer. I am belief in all matter that propagates growth and love. I'm going to read it one more time. I am a fierce believer I am belief in all matter that propagates growth and love. This line is for me. This line is for me. It's, it's to create something that resonates with me. And that's what it's for. As you listen to this, again, think about what resonates with you and what's true to you. But don't try and think, oh, this is weird or how does this work for him? Or just put yourself in my shoes and see it for yourself. So that was a big part of the process, and I'm continuing to improve and grow in that way. Another limiting belief that I had was basically, this was very interesting to realize in myself, I realized that I believed that there is a fixed amount of love in the world. Essentially, kind of like a currency. There's only so much money. There's only so much gold in the world. So I had the same kind of feeling about love. There's only certain people that are meant to be very loving. And I'm just not one of those people. A few years ago, I read a book called Love 2.0. And 
it was fun and it helped me realize, okay, this is how you can show more love. You can make eye contact. You can try and say something nice. You can try and stir up a conversation and all those kinds of things. But it wasn't really good for me long-term. I wasn't able to keep it. And I'm realizing now that it comes from that limiting belief. So I have been reading several different books that have helped me to do things in different ways that have allowed me to love more in my life. And one of them very quickly is basically bless or love other people mentally. If you remember, I did a podcast several years ago about, I think it was called learning optimism or learned optimism. And I kind of talked about how I would do that. And in the morning at work or whenever I would, if I would be struggling, I would just start saying out loud, I would just say, thank you. Mentally, you can just start saying thank you. And it helps me turn that around and start figuring out what am I saying thank you for? What's going well? What am I thankful for? And I am learning that this that's a similar process here. And so I have been able to do that with other people, with strangers. Uh, this again might sound strange, but it's an incredible experience. Go somewhere in an airport or on a tour or somewhere that's busy and start looking at strangers and say to yourself in your mind, I love you. Oh my gosh. It's insane. It is the coolest experience. It has changed my world from something where I was uneasy around strangers and uncomfortable and well, like I said, that critical analyst is trying to pick things out, is trying to look at, oh, what's wrong with this picture? And since I've been doing this saying, I love you, I live in a different world now. I live in a world full of beautiful and loving people, and I love it. It's amazing. What's even more incredible is that this is a muscle. Every time I say I love you to someone, that's a muscle. I'm contracting that muscle. And what's really cool is that after you contract a muscle a certain number of times, that muscle grows, it becomes stronger and it becomes easier to exercise that muscle. And so what I found is that as I practiced that with strangers, it started to carry into my everyday life with my wife, with my kids, with my parents, with my in-laws, with my siblings. I would have a conversation on the phone with someone that, you know, I talked to somewhat routinely and not really expecting to get a whole lot out of it. And I would find myself mentally on the phone while I'm talking saying, I love you. And as I do that, I start to see and hear a different person that I have ever heard before. And I see the beauty and the love that is there. I see the incredible traits and the power in this person. Sometimes I recognize that this person doesn't recognize it in themselves. And I'm able to point that out and say, do you realize what you've done? Do you realize what you've created? How incredible you are? And I'm not making it up. I'm not just thinking it. I'm not trying to think, oh, how do I motivate this person? I am loving this person and I am seeing the beauty that is there inside of them and the incredible potential that they have and that they already are. And as I can point that out to them, it changes everything. It changes this person, but it changes me. It changes my experience of experiencing this person. I used to have people in my life that I didn't like to be around as much. And that has pretty much been eliminated. I'm sitting here trying to think if I've had any of those experiences, but in general, I just love everyone in my life. I am surrounded by powerful and capable beings. It is absolutely incredible. 
try it out. The last thing that I want to share in this episode is I want to read my document to you. I already read a line from it. Like I said, the first step is to recognize your limiting beliefs. I think that is probably the most difficult step. Number two is to forgive yourself for that limiting belief. And then number three is to replace it with a new truth for yourself. And as we create these new statements, these new truths, that becomes your document. So I want to read my document to you and my document is not for you. My document is for me. There will be some things that I read that you're like, what? Oh, that's, hmm, I don't know if I agree with that. Don't worry about whether or not you agree with it. It's my truth for me. And it allows me to be the best person that I can. So I'm going to read that now. I am deeply connected to each and every living being, all of which are wholesome and pure. I am acceptance and appreciation of differences because they highlight the beauty that always is. I am a fierce believer. I am belief in all matter that propagates growth and love. I am boundless and unrestricted love. I am free-flowing, rapidly multiplying love. The more I am love, the more I love. And the more I love, the more love I am. I am surrounded by light, love, adoration, and affection. I am loving and accepting of each of my children. I create a home of excitement and joy that allows them to thrive. I love Jenny unconditionally and provide nourishment to allow her to flourish in the truest and utmost sense of her being. She brings new perspective, light, love, and happiness into my life. I am a coach to incredibly capable and smart individuals. I support them in reaching their goals and creating their dream life. I am knowledge, wisdom, and infinite growth. I am fully responsible for the progress, success, and richness of my life. I am this moment and nothing more. No act or event in my life defines me. I am that I am. I am that there is no right or wrong, only peace or conflict. And I choose peace in my life. I recognize conflict when it presents itself and take action to replace it with peace. I am a work in progress. I am all that I need to be now and I continue to expand. I am expansion through forgiveness, which frees and releases the deep love inside of me. I am the creator and God of my vast and expansive world. Failure and success are nothing more than personal conclusions and choices. Everything I experience, I create. I am that I am. This is my document. I read it multiple times per day. I have recorded it and I listen to it at, at times. It's the first thing that I focus on when I wake up and it's the last thing that I think of before I go to bed at night. When I lay in bed, I listen to my document and I imagine myself being all of these things. I imagine how I feel when I am all of these things. And then I focus on that feeling and I just hone in on that feeling 
and I say, I am very sleepy. I am very sleepy as I'm feeling these feelings. It sounds weird, but it's incredible. It's, it's allowed me to reach a higher state of living, a higher level of being. I used to think that life is just this inevitable roller coaster. And I still do believe that to a degree. We're always going to have ups and downs, but I am much more in control of the love and happiness that is in my life than I thought. So I feel like I'm kind of at the beginning of this course correction. I don't know if it's a course correction or like I said, just a, a higher way of living. I feel like I'm at the beginning of this journey and I'm incredibly grateful for it. I told Steve during our first time working together, I said, I I didn't really know what was going to come. I didn't know what was going to happen with us working together. But I told him, I said, look, I'm only 35 years old. I got a lot of life left. And so it makes a lot of sense for me to front load this process, to work with the best of the best, to help me find and to see what's holding me back and to become my best version of myself. And (laughs) even just in, you know, the past month, period. It's been incredible. And I'm so happy to be where I'm at. I'm so grateful for TLP. I'm grateful for all of you that listen. I'm grateful for those of you that implement things and change in your lives. I'm grateful for those of you that want to push and take things to the next level through coaching and that, you know, jump on top of those opportunities and and really live life to the max. I'm grateful for all of you, regardless of what choices you make in life. So thank you for being a part of my journey. Thank you for allowing me to kind of sit on my, I guess I didn't really sit on a soapbox, but allowing me to just share some very personal experiences to who who I am. And like I said, if any of this you hear and you want me to go in more detail, feel free to reach out. Send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K at thelifestylepractice.com or feel free to post on our Facebook page, you know, share, you know, what you'd like to hear more of. I I think that's a great avenue because it allows others to chime in as well. But uh, again, I appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. And I just want to put my love out there that I firmly believe that you, that you that are listening right now, you are very capable. You are powerful. You can accomplish whatever it is that you want in your life. You just got to find the barriers that are in your way and see what that is going to allow you to live, what that's going to lead to. So push yourself continue to allow yourself to believe in the vision of where you want to be and enjoy right where you're at and see the love and greatness that is around you right now. Take care, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Uh,